Please stand clear of the beers. Por favor, manténganse alejada de la cerveza. So while you wake. Three Sheets to the Mouse is an adult-themed podcast. Hey everybody, this is Whistling Disney, a couple's podcast. Three Sheets to the Mouse may contain language and subject matters that aren't suitable for smaller aviators. And in true Southern fashion, we open up our homes to you, tell you to come on in, sit down, grab a drink. Okay, let's review. That is F-bombs, earmuffs, get drunk, smoke them if you got them, and send nudes. Anything else? Oh yeah, enjoy the show. everybody and welcome to an episode uh a special episode we're gonna have a little uh as you noticed from the intro a little crossover between whistling disney and three sheets of the mouse so today on this episode i want to welcome uh my fellow co-host over here on three sheets tim what's up and our whistling disney co-part brant what's happening I'm glad it worked. So you're putting that badass episode or the intro. Oh, I'm gonna put like that the, badass intro in. Oh yeah, drop that, drop that intro on them. I love that one. You know, I went to law school. I went to uh, undergrad for political science. Uh, there is no audio engineering whatsoever <laughs> in my background, <laughs> but uh, but somehow I have I have. Uh, uh, it's been what, thrust into your lap. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's the movie? Talent. I I've become talented, Mr. Ripley, with this shit. I uh. That's what's crazy is I was, I mean, in the in the musical and audio industry for 15 years prior to selling booze, and if you listen to Whistling Disney, you'd fucking never know it. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. That's not that's true a, at that's all. It's a great show. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm talking about the the audio quality because you know we do it for fun, so it's like, hey, record an episode, and we literally hit in record, and we just boom, it's it's gone in, in a few minutes. Bullshit, Brant. Bullshit, Brant. Go back and listen to episodes one through four of, of Three Sheets of the Mouse, and then we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, all right, all right. I prefer not. I prefer not to remember those episodes. Thank you. So we're here to talk to you a little bit about Disney parks, Disney booze, and maybe some debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy another crossover from Whistling Disney and Three Sheets of the Mouse. <laughs> You know what? It's uh, to to quote uh, the great poet laureate of Aurora, Illinois. It's Friday night. It's well, not ten thirty, but it's time to party. So, what are you drinking, Tim? I'm sleeping, so I can't have the good shit. So, I'm drinking Russell's Reserve ten year. That's still Which good is, shit. It's, it's still good shit. It's so still good expensive shit. shit. So, what I like if, if Adam's not around, you're cheating on him. Cheating on him. If you don't, if you don't, <laughs> yeah, if you I drink the good I shit. Like, yeah. I can't touch the good shit if he's sleeping. Just don't get into his uh, tequila collection. 
Oh, I, I can't I can't do tequila because it makes me You're, it turns me into Trenton. It makes your clothes <laughs> it makes your clothes fall off, and Mikey's not here, so we can't have anyone with their clothes. <laughs> no, it it turns me into an angry Amish. Man. Uh, what are you drinking, Brent? Um, I actually have a glass of the old Forrester 1897 bottled in bond, which is Ooh. awesome. It's a little hundred yeah. hundred proof. It's their nod to that bottled in bond act that happened in 1897. It is a fucking just good drinking bottle. You know, it's funny. Uh, that really is really kind of funny because that coincides with the episode just prior to this where Mikey and I talked about Bottled and Bond and what that actually means because I was drinking Colonel E.H. Taylor Bottled and Bond. Oh, yeah. And, That's good. And all the actual legal requirements that it comes with. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to the last quickie. Uh, where we do talk about bottle and bond because yeah. it's a, it's a pretty interesting reason for it. Yep, and it's great. So, it's great that not that many producers out there are still doing bottle and bond. But if you if you search, you can find it. The McKenna, the E. H. Taylors, Old Forester, seventeen ninety two. A couple people yep. definitely have that bottle and bond going on. Speaking of seventeen ninety two, oh. yes. Before, yeah, can we can we take a moment of silence? Yes. yes. Yeah, we can. I might have to take yes. I might have to take a shot like out of one of my bottles just straight up and like you know just to. Well, the only bottle of 1792 I have right now is foolproof, and I'll just pass on that right now. <laughs> Prices of 1792 are going to go up. That's true. Get it while you saying. can. Get it while you can. Uh, if you didn't see, they're going to have the uh, the warehouse C, whatever it is, you know, damage, <laughs> damage collection is going to be coming out. Damage collection. Extra shaken. So for those of you that don't know, uh, if you go over to, uh, there, there's a little special society called the BSEA. Search for it on Facebook. Maybe we'll let you in. It's super secret. Uh, the 1792 warehouse had a small collapse today. And by small, I mean what? 20,000 barrels? 1792 is a newer product that's produced at this warehouse. This is the old Bar- Barston warehouse, which has been around for, for forever. I want to say since the 40s. So into the, wor- the, end of the World War, this, this distillery has been around. Um, it, it produced... I want to say the whiskey was of that distillery's name when it was created, but it was bought. Um, it was bought by Sazerac, actually owns it now, and they produce 1792 out of this distillery, which I'm I'm assuming they probably produce a host of other bourbons that are not like, you know, proudly disp- displayed where they come from. Like most other things, they're kind of under the radar. But it's a pretty big distillery, and this warehouse alone had. 20,000 barrels in it. Now, when I say this looks like a barn, it really did look like a barn of right. warehouse racks of barrels. In the middle of nowhere. In the yeah. middle of nowhere in Kentucky, in Bardstown, Kentucky. Yeah, what, what most people have to understand, or maybe don't understand, is is heat is really the whiskey's friend when it comes to comes to storage. So, you want to have, these warehouses are literally wood frame buildings with like 10 sides. They want mm-hmm. every, every bit of climate change that you can get in this building is helping that whiskey seep in and out of that barrel and helping the whiskey the whiskey age. So um, there are warehouses out there that are cinder block, that are modern construction, that are steel frame. But when you talk about these warehouses built in the 40s, I mean, these things are literally 100% wood frame and like corrugated tin sides. And I, I want to yep. say it just literally was, it fell ca- casualty to, to rot. I want to say it was something just yeah, the wood, super the, simple. The wood yeah. rot. Yeah. Yeah. Not all were lost. We don't know the actual number lost. We don't know the number of downed soldiers today, but we do know there will be a small shortage of 1792 in the next few years. 
Yeah. So the, odd, the oddest thing I've I've read about this whole incident was that they tested the water in the area. The water is fine. <laughs> that sucks. That yeah. does suck. Because I, I just want to open my kitchen sink and have 1792 come out of it. So also tell you when you think about what a barrel what a barrel amounts to, um, it's it's about 15 12 liter cases of of whiskey. So not gonna I don't really have the math the math real quick there, but I mean you're talking 160 liters, 170 something liters of uh, of whiskey per barrel. Um, it's Friday night. We're drinking. We're not doing math. We're just we're just guesstimating, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of bottles. And it's you, a lot of bottles. And you consider most whiskey bottles are 750 milliliters. Yeah, that's that's a lot of whiskey wasted. It is, unfortunately. Well, hopefully, unfortunately. hopefully not all of them. It's it's kind of like the earthquake in what was that 2015 in Napa? Oh, the 14 or 15 earthquake. That that fucked up my my Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah, yeah. Two hundred liters, two hundred liters in a bourbon barrel. So fifty three U.S. gallons. Fifty three U.S. gallons. Yeah, fifty. Yeah, so fifty gallon barrels. Times, uh, times nine thousand. You said so. Yeah. Almost half a million gallons of bourbon of whiskey. Boom. That's a lot That's a of lot whiskey gone. Boom. Yeah. But hopefully not all of. Hopefully not all of them are lost. Uh, like I was saying. The Napa earthquake didn't lose a, didn't lose all of the barrels, but some of them yeah. were damaged and they couldn't save them. Some of them they could save. Hopefully, this saved yeah. a few uh, or a good a, good amount. There's a Rick House keep not getting a bonus this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. <laughs> In light of that, uh, I <laughs> decided not to drink any any bourbon on got? tonight's what show. You, what you got? So tonight I have some Glenmorangie La Santa. It's a 12 year old uh, Scotch. Uh, sherry cask finish, so it sends it spends ten years in ex bourbon barrels, uh, like those of 1792. When they're done with them, they ship them over to Scotland, and Scotland uses them for ten years, and then two years in a sherry cask finish from Jerez, Spain. It's super smooth, and it's got all those beautiful fruit notes from the sherry cask finish. On other shows, I've I've had sherry cask bourbons like Stranahan's and Wyoming whiskey and they're really good it's it takes like all of those flavored or all of those flavors from like the sweet corn and the spices and the cinnamon and the the little bit of like ginger that you get and brings them into a nice dried fruit like plums and prunes it's delicious man sherry cask finish is the way to go I I agree I love I love sherry cask only thing I think I like more than sherry cast is, is port. Is port wine finished? Uh, I just think that that extra heavy wine uh, saturation in those barrels adds a lot to whiskey. Totally different, but it's the only thing I think totally that, that affects. I think sherry. I mean, sherry affects it affects the whiskey a whole lot, but I think port's the only thing, in my opinion, that that affects it more on the fucking. Uh, fucking oh, uh, I'm port, dropping f bombs. Uh, the, the flavor profile. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because we don't do that on three sheets. Right. <laughs> have you have you heard Trenton? <laughs> um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to personally give you the e tag on this episode, but I guess. Uh, <laughs> Dude, all, we have not had an episode yet that wasn't an e tag. Yeah, right. No, the, Glenn Morangy makes a port cask finish, and I I like it when mixed with other things. I'm not a fan of it straight up. 
I had some of it last week. I was I have these little tiny bottles that I buy with a gift set that I use to mix my poor man's Macallan M. I've talked about that on the show. I use that to mix uh, the poor man's version of King Alexander III. And they're good for mixing. I just don't enjoy them straight up. It's it's not my taste. Like it's too it's too um it's too grapey. Yeah. I mean I can I can see that, but I guess I just I like what it does to the to the whiskey as far as just a change of that, that it almost gets it close to and I can see what you're saying, the grapey, but it kind of makes it in that um it's leaning on the con- on the cognac kind of gravy gravy yes, feel yes gravy gravy maybe mouth feel but it still has the bourbon i think it still has bourbon like taste and S- sweetness yeah yeah no and and tim you had the jefferson gross oh man it was it was amazing i got it's I, really i gotta good. find that that's that's my newest hunt i have to find a whole bottle of that yes it's it's pretty rare it's, it was so smooth Dude, I gotta, that was the one that Adam and I were fighting over. I gotta find that. That one's tough to find. It's really good. That one's really tough to find because that comes that comes out only only a few times a year. And we did find out that the the place that we had it was a, a local little Italian restaurant by us, and they started doing a bourbon tasting on Tuesdays. Well, we know what your Tuesdays are going to be filled with. I know. <laughs> Wednesdays Wednesdays are going to be rough going to work. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so look, we have more to talk about than bourbon. I know we spent about 15 minutes talking about bourbon and whiskey. Uh, why not? We have three really well seasoned whiskey enthusiasts right here. Uh, but we do have some Disney to get to. So without further ado, Disney. Yeah, we have some Disney here. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to call this. Oh my Disney. Are you ready? guys a little bit of conversation pieces here so think back to your time in the disney parks i know you guys haven't had much experience there but think back to your time in the disney parks what's your favorite disney parks treat and why now i don't say snack treat something you treat yourself to well i'll i'll go first because mine's uh mine's pretty easy um and if you've seen me on on facebook or three sheets or anywhere you know that i can't go to disney without having a mickey ice cream bar and i usually only get one a trip and mm-hmm. uh when i get it sydney is gonna take a big close-up of me and i'm usually gonna have the biggest fucking smile on my face um it's like my classic picture and if i don't have a big enough smile she's gonna coach me into having <laughs> an even bigger bigger smile but mickey ice cream bar and i tell you what you know and I probably never told Sydney this story, but I think the reason that it hits home so much for me is that when I grew up, uh, my grandmother, who who watched me a lot, lived on a little single single lane street in um, in Gonzales, a little small town we live on in Louisiana. And at the end of her street, she had a corner store, and they sold ice cream bars like Haagen Dazs or Dove or, or some brand like that. And I remember. I think that, everybody knows those Haagen Dazs and Dove ice cream bars. Exactly. And every in the summer when I would stay over there the weekend, you know, if I behaved or whatever it was, that was kind of the treat. And it was probably, I mean, she, you know, she was the third or fourth house on this lane. So, I mean, it was probably a, I don't know, 300 foot, maybe 300, you know, 300 yards at the max walk to the store we would walk to the store we'd get an ice cream bar and i'd eat it on i'd eat it on the way back 
and that that Mickey ice cream bar with that kind of thick chocolate shell and just pure vanilla ice cream inside takes me back to kind of being a kid uh, with my grandmother. And uh, I think that's the reason why I got to have that. I got to have it every trip. No matter if I'm going for a day or I'm going for a week, I'm going to get a Mickey ice cream bar somewhere. And um, lately I've got them I've got them at the cart where it used to be the very end of Animal Kingdom where it hit a dead-end wall, but now it's the transfer where it goes onto uh, to by the Festival of the Lion King where it goes into Pandora. Right when you pass those bathrooms up, there's a little kind of cart right there in that transition. They have them there and also by Echo Lake and Hollywood Studios. Those are my two like go-to go-to spots uh mickey ice cream bar definitely definitely my treat absolutely man that's a that's a great that's a great treat to get uh i'm gonna i'm gonna see your animal kingdom hollywood studios and interventions plaza and you get a mickey mickey premium ice cream bar and you watch the fountain of nation show all right i'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to keep that in mind because i mean i don't know if i've ever had keep one it in mind. At, at, at epcot so i mean epcot would be a great addition it so is and and they have the Rocketeer music. That's a very underrated show. It's so Great amazing, show. though. Uh, Tim, what about you? What's your favorite treat? Damn, mine seems to sound so basic compared to Brant's. Well, you're a basic, you know, you're a basic bitch. I'm a basic bitch. <laughs> Had a backstory so, for that, but that's not for everything, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> my, my basic bitch treat is going to be a Rice Krispie treat. Chocolate dipped, but only from the confectionery, because you got to get it fresh. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You can't get the pre-plastic wrapped rice yeah. treats. You got to get the one that's the, fresh. the ones that are on like the shelf, like thirteen deep. Yeah, yeah, no. From Circus Top Treats or whatever the fuck that place yeah. is by Dumbo. Go to the counter there. Yeah. Get it. You got to go right to the counter and, and and pick your one out and get it fresh. So would they? That's how, it. how do they serve that to you, Tim? Because I don't I don't think I've ever had a, a fresh one from confectionery. Like that, you just get it like in like a napkin kind the, of thing, or like the, you... the wax paper little envelope. Yeah, kind of deal. Okay. They, they put in that Disney Parks wax paper. You, yep. So you have you have to go up to the counter and they have the rice crisps, the the Mickey shaped rice crispy treats, and then they dip the ears in right in the chocolate well, right behind well, the yeah, counter. Yeah, you, you can get it without chocolate or with chocolate, but I have I gotta have it with chocolate. Do they? You do, gotta get it but with do chocolate. they do the chocolate like fresh while you're there, or is it kind of our... well? They 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 have some already prepared with the chocolate, which they're it's not that old, so it's it's always fresh. Yeah, probably made within the last couple of hours. Inside the cabin are the fresh ones. Outside the cabin are the ones they prepared the night before that yeah. kind of get stuck out there. <laughs> that's, I, that, is the, that is a great trip. Got to get one every trip. And and you go inside there and, uh, you know, I know, I don't know if Jimmy John's a thing in Louisiana, but uh, free Jimmy smells John. inside the conf- confectionery. Jimmy John's is that, the thing, yeah. That, yeah. that place smells so good there. I'm, I'm also going basic white bitch because, I mean, you guys know how I roll. Uh, I'm going churro, man. You yeah? gotta get a churro at some point. And and the best churro, the best churro Listen, is over in Adventureland. I, I spent my high school years working at Taco Bell. I don't want to see a churro <laughs> ever again in my life. Hey, I can tell you, I don't think I've honestly gotten a churro in Disney. I, I really I, okay. I don't. I don't okay, think. so if if anyone's I'm not a, I'm interested not in co-hosting, <laughs> if anyone's interested in co-hosting Whistling Disney with Sydney, Wa- oh, I'm sorry, Sydney Brant, uh, Sydney Burke, Sydney, Sydney, Sydney Brant, Brand. <laughs> Sydney Brant. She didn't take his last name. She took his first name. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's how important I am. Or that's how much she owns of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you can also tell we were recording this at like midnight right now because everybody's exactly. like just can't get words out. <laughs> 
if anyone is interested in co-hosting Whistling Disney with Sydney Burke, uh, just apply over there at uh, WhistlingDisney yeah. at gmail.com. <laughs> Since Brant's never had a churro. Hey, I don't know if I don't know if Sydney has had a churro, but I'm gonna I'll tell you this though, I'll give you an honorable mention from Sydney Wagsback. Okay, Trent. Sydney Wagsback sh- Burke. Sh- Trenton, shoot us up with your honorable mention there. Hey, does any okay? Does anyone else have anything to say? The, the floor is open. <laughs> no. Okay, great. No, Sydney and I, and I think this would be probably Sydney's newest answer. Um, in April, we walked by the um, Cashier Cat's place, and we got a Cashier Cat tail treat pastry. Cheshire Cashier Cheshire Cheshire Cheshire. It's like Tony Sa- Tony Sasheries or Shashire or however you want to say it. <laughs> okay, okay, Brent, Brent. Bless your heart. Be- before before Ben Madden has a heart attack. <laughs> Sorry, Benny. Sorry, Benny boy. Cheshire. 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 Not Cheshire. No, it's not Cheshire. Well, you saying Cashire? Cashire. I don't even know. It's not even a word. Look, the purple cat from Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> there you go. Tail. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh? He's Winnie the Pooh. Same voice. Oh, same voice? Well, it's Mm -hmm. Jim Cummings. Yeah. Yep. Well, he's he's everything, right? At at the time, Sterling Holloway. Yeah, he's everything. But Mm -hmm. that uh, that little pastry we had for the first time um, right there in the, uh, by the what, by the teacups. And it was uh, it was actually pretty now, pretty tasty. All right, so now now what is that? Is, is it that just, just marshmallow marsh- fluff and fondant? No, it was it was not marshmallow. It was a pastry, and it had like chocolate chip guts. And now oh. you're gonna make me like want to look it up because I want to tell you more about what it is. But it was uh, that sounds that sounds a, good actually. It was a pastry. It was pastry with like chocolate chip guts. I mean, it was kind of uh, it was good. Because the the tigger tails are basically uh, marshmallow, marshmallows like stacked on top of each other and then like sprinkled well, in. Yeah, tigger tails are just like peeps. Peeps, just stuck together. yeah, peeps. No, it was and not. No, it, it was and not, no, thank you. It was not marsh. It was not marshmallow. That sounds interesting. It was uh, definitely not, not any mallow or not any nougat. Mallow. Yeah. Uh, okay, mallow. so mallow uh, so the next the next question I have is. Um, we'll start with Tim. Which Disney character are, is the most like you, and why? Oh, why did you have to start me with this question? Because <laughs> I know the an- I know the answer. You do? And she just she just had a movie come out. Oh, Edna Mode. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Da, darling. Ed- Edna Mode is my spirit animal. <laughs> if you if you do know me, Edna Mode is my spirit animal. No, darling, I simply want. No capes, darling. No capes. <laughs> no capes. Never look back because it distracts from the now. I don't I know. Do love I, Edna listen, mode. I love Edna Mode. I, I almost toyed with the idea of getting an Edna Mode tattoo, but I don't know. I, I, I kind of uh, assimilate to Simba. I, I don't know why. Just Simba is my spirit animal. I, I've always, since the movie came out, I've always I like associated that. myself with Simba. You, you do look like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh no, I don't. <laughs> I, I look more like James R. Jones. <laughs> uh, Brent, what about you? That's a that's a that's a tough one. Um, it is a tough one. I mean, you know, off. I mean, out the gate, I'm gonna just gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Goofy, and because um, I'm kind of because you're because you're, you're like six feet tall. <laughs> yeah, because I'm tall and I'm tall and lanky. Um, 
and I want to say I don't take things too seriously, but um, I also can remember Goofy kind of being a uh, sentimental. Maybe, but well, but maybe like over the top, over the top, wanting to like you know apply you know fix his stereo system or whatever. All these all these Goofy you know do it and know how documentaries where he was like super OCD about things, but really never knew what the shit he was doing. That's that's me all all day. And if somebody pisses you off, you're gonna yuck them up. I'm gonna yuck them up. You're damn right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're damn right. Uh, so I'm, I'm just gonna say goof. I'm gonna say goofy. Yeah. No, I I I, I can see that. I mean, you're you're super tall. You're kind of goofy sometimes, but you you do have a little sentimental side too. Yeah. Like I I think back to like Goofy and the Goofy movie, and where he's like super like sad when Max wants nothing to do with him. That would be me. He, yeah. Um. I think I, I, I want to give you guys the, the opportunity to guess my answer because I think you guys know what it's going to be. So, Tim, what do you think? Oh, man. I've got a few. I can't narrow it down. All right. So pick pick one. Let's see how close we get. Because it's, it, I mean, there's there's a multitude of answers, but there's one I'm really thinking of. I don't know. You have, you're going to have to come back to me because I'm having trouble narrowing it down. <laughs> Earlier during the London episode, uh, episode 69... 69 I posted some photos on a on a Sheeter's comment about me visiting the London and there was a certain statue in the London uh, that is specifically in uh, the Kensington Park and well, it's a, pop, a, certain, a popped collar and all kind of other shit going I on I had a popped collar and all that kind of stuff going on it was 2006 do not blame me but I have a certain affinity for the wonderful stories of Sir James Barry uh, that were brought to life for me in one of my first Disney movies in 1953's Peter Pan. I love the stories. I love the attitude. You never have to grow up. So, uh, are you saying Tinkerbell? Is that what you're saying? I was thinking either Tink or Wendy. (laughs) Um, I like to think... (laughs) I like to think that I seek adventure, um, but yeah, Peter Pan was always a character that resonated with me. I can see that, and I also I don't I don't have to shave ever. Yeah, because you don't you don't age. <laughs> I don't. You always looking to have fun. I can I can, I can see, see I can see Peter I can see, Pan. I, can see I can see Peter Pan as well. I'll give you that. That's a good All one. All right, so uh, so what is what is the first movie Disney movie? That you remember seeing? Like, what is your first moment that you were like, oh, I remember geez. seeing this Disney movie, either in theaters or at home, doesn't matter. Well, uh, what do you remember, Tim? I actually know the answer to this. is Herbie. Herbie the Love Bug. Herbie the Love Bug. Is that the, uh, now the original, right? Not the original. The yeah, no, the original, yeah. not the Lizzie Lohan version. The original, <laughs> and that actually started my... My love of Disney and my love of Volkswagen Beetles. Herbie the Love Bug was a 1968 movie by uh, by Disney uh, Disney Pictures. Um, it was prominently featured throughout Disney's history, but uh, some great, great Disney legends, David Tomlinson, who also played, uh, and this is going to tie into my first movie, which was Mary Poppins, Mr. Banks. Like my first movie that I ever remember seeing was Mary Poppins, and that's because that was one of my grandpa's favorite movies of all time. Uh, David Tomlinson was in that. He was in Herbie the uh, Herbie the Love Bug. 
wonderful, wonderful British actor featured in many, many Disney movies. That That's mine is Mary Poppins. I really love that movie. And it's just, it's something that I can sit down and I've got it on digital. I've got it on regular Blu-ray. I'll sit down and watch it from time to time and have no problem sitting through it and just enjoying probably, uh, probably what I would say is Walt's, um, Walt's most arduous movies that was ever made. Because he wanted to make this for like 20-something years. Yeah. And it never got made until just before his death. And I'm glad he got to finally see it made. Well, he had trouble getting the rights to it. Yeah, well, uh, you know. They made a movie about that, right? Yep. Yes, they did. P.L. Travers was kind of a bitch. Yeah, she was kind of stick in the mud. Well, she was British. She, you know, she had a stiff upper lip. And a stiff collar. Mm-hmm. That's why I popped my color in London. Brent, what about you? So, um, I mean, lots of them that I remember. So, I was a, I mean, I was an 80s kid. But um, I remember the most watching uh, Fox and the Hound. Oh, man. Um, that's such a sad movie. Yeah, it was. I love that movie. Um, there was, you know, when I grew up, I mean, I, I remember it was... Jungle Jungle Book and I mean all those those great movies that were that were coming out around that time that kind of classic golden age of Disney when you had VHS just flowing and Disney had that signature VHS kind of a uh, plastic casing that it came oh, in. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, you knew exactly it was a Disney movie because of this like the casing was like the, the squishy casing. Yeah, like signature. But um you know Fox and a Hound was it for me so much and it was um it's so 1981, so it came out a little bit before I was I was born. Actually, just Fox and the Hound. I remember that movie. I remember sitting in, you know, I can remember growing up sitting in our first home on the floor watching that movie over and over and over and over again. So much so that um, I named our first dog, or the first dog I ever had, uh, Todd. Copper. Todd after the oh, fox. Todd. After the fox, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I I wanted to name him. I, I I loved him so much, but I loved the character of of Todd, and uh, so I named our first dog Todd after the fox in in Fox and the Hound. And uh, yeah, I mean that's the earliest Disney movie I can probably remember watching when I understood that it was a Disney movie, it was a movie, and you know what was going on. And so, I've, had, I've had this conversation with Brent too. It's one of my favorite Disney movies, and I actually wanted to name one of our first dogs Copper. And my parents said it was a stupid name because the dog was black. But uh, <laughs> what do I know? I just wanted uh, to give him copper because that's a great movie. No, this was this was a wonderful film. It is, you know, before before Pixar was making people sad, Fox and the Hound was making audiences tear up. This was such a wonderful friendship of. T- it was almost like a Romeo and Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Where these two pe- there's t- these two characters were never meant to be together, and and Todd and Copper became friends as young kids. Um, Dude, you had ten year old Corey Feldman in this movie. Yeah, like the world's and introduction to Corey Feldman, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then Disney legend Kurt Russell was in this. Paul yep. Winchell was in it. But most importantly, this marked kind of the transition between the classic old Disney nine old men. So. People like Ollie Johnson, Frank Thomas worked on this, but also gave way to 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 some of the new new animators, which we kind of know today. And I'm going to say some names here, which you're going to know: uh, a certain John Lasseter, uh, Ron Clements, and Tim Burton and Brad Bird. These were all 
new animators that were coming on the scene and kind of taking over for the nine old men. And it was a nice mix between the two, and it kind of smoothed that transition into the new to the new era. Beautiful, beautiful movie. We we all yeah. we all talk about the great Disney Renaissance of the late '80s, early '90s, and really, people don't give credit to this film enough for what those nine old men did to train the new generation to do that. Because if I, I got to be honest, if these nine old men retired with uh, Jungle Book and said, you know what, it's 1977. We're done. We don't need to do anymore. We've been doing this for 30 years. We're done. And they don't train people like Musker, Clements, Burton, uh, Lassiter, Bird. We don't have Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King. We get we get stuck with Black Cauldron. <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> we get stuck with Black Cauldron and Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yeah. I mean, I think that... Yeah, I mean, I agree that next generation, you know, mm-hmm. I'm biased because it was my 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 generation, but I think that was kind of the golden age of the Disney animation when it hit those that 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 kind of peak. All those movies no, you, were, you were talking no. about, absolutely was, absolutely was. That was that was kind of like because again, I was born in 1982. Uh, I, you know, you guys can do the math. That that Little Mermaid, that that re that Renaissance of Disney animation was really what. What kind of like drove Disney back into the forefront? You know, luckily I had grandparents that loved Disney. I had parents that loved Disney, and they showed me the old stuff prior to all that. So, um, no, excellent film, really yeah. excellent film. See, that, was, that was the thing. I had aunts and uncles that loved Disney. My parents were, weren't really Disney fans, so I grew up going to my aunts and uncles' house watching Herbie and Mary Poppins and. 101 Dalmatians and yes. Fox and a Hound. And the first time I saw Hawks, Fox and a Hound, that's what made me an animal lover, too. I mean, Fox and a Hound was a great movie to just promote animal welfare, and it was just a great movie all around. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful film. Wonderful film. So I'm going to just tell you, promoting animal welfare, you know, if y'all hadn't seen, Sydney and I took yes. in... Took in a dog today that we weren't planning on taking in officially, so we uh, we have I, we have a ghost host in the in the house now. We saw it coming. Yeah, well, we yeah, saw it, uh, yeah, we saw it no, coming we, too. I, I think I think everybody on Three Sheets Station saw that coming. Except everybody saw it, but you guys. <laughs> nah, we, we knew. We just tried to we just tried to deny it because it wasn't great timing. I mean, trying to have a kid and and yeah. everything else had going but on. You, if if you're a you dog know, lover. Fostering never works. Yeah, no, never it didn't works. work. This dog, dude, and I tell you what, it was—it was crazy. Cause, uh, quick story. I mean, this dog was, this dog we were fostering. We were bringing the dog to get neutered, neutered today, cause someone has just not been responsible enough to get it done to this dog yet. So we're fostering the dog. We're getting it neutered. Had to bring Sydney to, uh, to work this to work this morning. So she's like. 20 minutes one way from our house to get her to work and then the vet is another like an hour from where I brought her this dog rode with me in the car and then when Cindy got out this dog got in the front seat and rode shotgun for an hour and I was like dude you nice. are not you are not leaving my side buddy <laughs> you are nice. you are in like Flynn you don't know it I don't know if your mom knows it <laughs> but you are in and then when Sydney called me today and told me when, so we didn't really know the whole story but we got the whole story today that it was the dog's we were the dogs like at least fourth home. I was like, "Oh really? Oh yeah." So, f- first first parent 
adopted adopted the dog from a shelter, and then they had a young child come in, and the dog was like chewing cables and tearing up the house, and they just couldn't afford to keep the dog. They gave it to somebody they thought was going to take care of it. That person couldn't deal with it, passed it on to somebody else, and that person started abusing it and let the dog go, and that's how Sydney got the dog. So we were this dog's like fourth home, and I was like, that's it. End of the line. Dog is, dog is staying here. Sleeping inside, got a bed, got AC, got the whole works. Ain't going to have to worry another day in his life. I ain't passing this dog along to anybody else, so he's ours. Ezra Ghost Burke is uh, in the house to stay. It's Friday now. We're getting back on Sunday from his his neuter and his his overnight stay in uh in doggy day daycare while he gets healed up. He's our he's our ghost host. Sydney bought him a cu- a custom I haunted, saw that. haunted mansion dog collar, dude. And it's a, it's a double entendre because Ezra flies the ghost ship in Rebels, and uh, Ezra is also one of the one of the three hitchhiking ghosts. Yes. What's Ezra's last name in Rebels? Because someone on the page Bridger. posted. Yeah, Berger. Yeah, Berger. Ezra Berger. Derailed you for five minutes. Get back on. No, the no, it's it's good. It's good. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna give you one fictional Disney uh, land to live in. So think of all the parks, not just Magic Kingdom. All of the parks. Where are you living? Co- pick a country. Pick a pick an area in Animal Kingdom. Pick an area in Hollywood Studios. Magic Kingdom. Where would you set up your home? Whoa, 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 whoa. Has to be within a... It's in the parks. Okay. In the parks. So I'm going to give you time to think about this, because I have mine. And I'm sure you guys know where I'm going with this. I it's know where you're o- going with this. It's old Hollywood in tower in Hollywood Studios. Really? Yeah. I thought th- you would have set up shop in... Um, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was going to go to London. Yeah, I was going to go to London. No, I was thinking, get your hair your hair did at Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. That would be, a, I'll, I'll be honest, Tim, that's a great place to go because you have a great myriad of architecture that would well, be wonderful to pop yes. to from time to time. But you know what? He, he can go He can go over to his sister-in-law's boutique and get his hair pixie dusted. I get my hair quaffed by a stylist yeah. slash barber. So he doesn't need the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. No way. They put pixie dust in your hair. I don't do glitter. Oh, All right, man. so yeah, now I would I would probably say the uh, uh, the Sunset Boulevard Hollywood Boulevard uh, area of um, of Hollywood Studios. I love the music. I love just walking down that street, seeing the Tower of Terror, and then I'd make my room up at the top of the tower, on the you know have a nice little veranda where I can have uh, dinner with Bob Lasseter. Bob Lasseter. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. Nice. Yeah, that's right. That's where I would go. So, uh, what about you, Brant? Um. I don't know. There's a lot of things that that come to mind. There's several countries in Epcot that I can definitely consider, you know, consider camping out in for for a long time. Um, but I think that what would best suit me is I would I would probably take all of Frontierland, and I would I would camp out and I would camp out in Frontierland. Um, I mean, Splash Mountain and Big Thunder are definitely my two, you know, two of my favorite attractions in in Magic Kingdom. Um, I, I could, I, I'm telling you, I could take a nap in Country Bears Jamble, Jamboree all day long. I like the show, but the theater, um, little AC. Tim, we haven't heard theater in a long time. We haven't. Oh, the theater? I'm sorry. Your, your southern is showing, Brent. <laughs> my southern is showing. Oh well. Uh, we all come on down. Um, you, you hear? Yeah, I I like I like everything about Frontierland. 
Um, is it Frontier? Am I pronouncing it correctly? Um, <laughs> Frontier. 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 Uh, but I have honestly, I haven't eaten at Pecos Bills or Liberty Tree. Well, Liberty Tree, I guess, in Liberty Square. But Pecos Bills, I mean, I've looked at the menu. I can probably survive off of, you know, group portion nachos or whatever else is happening uh, happen over there. So I'm going to I'm gonna camp out in Frontier I like Lane. that. I, I totally love just sitting down, grabbing a turkey leg and a Coke and uh, sitting on that little bench outside of the, uh, like on that little dock oh, area right outside of Tom Sawyer's Island. And they got the shooting arcade right there. That's right. Get, That's right. You know, sharpen, sharpen your gun skills. What about you, Tim? See, my, my first instinct was to go to the, the France Pavilion to, to make my grandmother happy, but she'd want me to be happy. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna put your fucking tent over in Kilimanjaro. Oh, right in the middle of the safari. Just put nice, the tent right there. Granted, it's got to be one of those luxury camping tents because <laughs> a, gl- a glamping tent, glamping tent. Well, we we look. We have heard your uh, your quickie with Adam and, and uh, Adam and Trenton, and you're gonna have to have like a big giant R- RV, you know. Beverly. Yes, I'm gonna have to have yeah. What, what was that? Uh, what was that movie with Shelley Long? The Beverly. It's like it was like Girl Scouts, but Beverly Hills style. Oh, Beverly. Uh, True Beverly Hills. True Beverly Hills. That's it. And it Craig T. Nelson. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson. Craig yeah. T. Nelson. Mr. Incredible was in that too. Yeah. Such a great movie. Coach. Yeah, Coach. <laughs> I, I loved. By the way, side topic. Love Dauber. Dauber. <laughs> oh, Coach. Oh, oh gosh. I don't know what I'm doing here. I, I just I just love Kilimanjaro Safari, so I'm gonna pitch a yeah. tent right there. And and you know what? You have you know all of all unlimited, of Harambe. Unlimited food, man. That was and, that was one of my uh, my other choices because I think Harambe that Harambe area leading up to Kilimanjaro is just is awesome. See, and the only restaurant I have, well, the only real sit down restaurant I have is um, uh, Brown Derby. At least I got that. And Tim's got Tiffins. Uh, you got, uh, you got, uh... Pagos Bills. Tiffin, Tiffin, Pagos I've Bill. got a whole safari full of food. <laughs> That's true. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> elephant. Mmm, elephant. Animals die every, every day, day, Tim. Every day. Every day. <laughs> um, alright, so, last question for the night. What is your most underrated Disney movie? So one one that either and it's not not something that people hate or that just people forget about. It is hard because to me all all the movies that I like are to me they're just perfectly rated. I don't know. You know what? I'll start. I'll start. Um, Alice in Wonderland. I think it's such a that's my most underrated Disney film. I don't think it, like in the parks it gets a lot of love. The music is everywhere. They have a bunch of rides based on it. There's a lot of attractions based on it. But I think people forget about the movie and how how fun it is. Um, I love the I love the songs from it. The little like quick songs, like the the caucus race song, or. Um, you know things like the uh, the walrus and the carpenter. These little tiny stories inside Alice in Wonderland, because the book is all about nonsense, and the movie's all about nonsense. And you know, and as Alice said, if if I had a world of my own, everything would be nonsense. And it's just a wonderful uh, kind of trip through Alice's, and I and I say trip in the most <laughs> respectful term. <laughs> Uh, it's a, it's a wonderful trip through Alice's mind 
and it's it's just a fun it's a fun film and I think it's overlooked for the music and uh, and the movie itself the animation itself alright um you know I, I would I would say um I don't know it's that's a tough very tough question one that I think um was hot for a minute but doesn't have a ton of love is uh, I'm gonna just take it take it home is Princess and the Frog um, I, I like the movie obviously I have like kind of a personal connection to Princess and the Frog obviously being kind of in, in Louisiana because we don't get a ton of love everywhere but being featured like that in a Disney movie is pretty awesome but I, um, I think there's a lot of options I mean I know one of the cruises has like a Tiana's cafe not enough love happening in the uh, in the parks or elsewhere for princess and the frog in uh louisiana oh i look i totally get that and that is that that is one of one of i think the best disney films of the last like 10 years only because it's got such a wonderful soundtrack with with randy newman it's got a great animation style in that old school hand-drawn animation and the songs are amazing like down in new orleans is a great song Okay, Doctor Doctor John is oh yeah quintessential New Orleans. I make Cindy listen to that all the time down in New Orleans when she wants to listen to something Cajun or Creole, and I'm like, man, this is Disney. It's Louisiana. I mean, it's Louisiana, yeah. but it's a Disney song from Disney soundtrack, and he freaking nailed it with that. Absolutely. And uh, and uh, Doctor Facilier's song, uh, Friends on the Other Side. Yeah. Wonderful. Great villain song. Wonderful villain song. Um, I know, I know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm misplacing the guy's name, Keith, Keith, I think is his name. He's from St. Louis as well. Um, Keith, Keith David. Keith David. Keith David. Uh, wonderful, wonderful villain voice. He lends such a great voice to that character. And Doctor Facilier is probably, probably one, of my, probably my favorite villain. Uh, I don't know. For me, Jennifer Lewis playing Mama Odie was. Mm-hmm. The kicker for that show. I mean, yeah, that it was, was a great, great movie. Uh, the soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, totally underrated. Unless, unless you're at the Halloween party and Mickey's not so scary, they get a little love. For Mickey's not so scary. Yeah, they do. I've seen. Yeah, I've never been. I've never been to that. So that's guess why uh, I kind of love it. Yeah. But look, so if uh, you if you go to Mickey's Not So Scary, it it's it's definitely pro- it, it's prominently featured in in Not So Scary. Uh, but a wonderful, hey. wonderful movie. What about Oprah, Win- Oprah Jim, Winfrey's in it? Jim Cummings as Ray the Firefly. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. J- John, John, John Goodman's John in it. John Goodman. But I say John Goodman is Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Big another, Daddy. An, another St. Louis. And look, yeah. St. Louis has a big tide in New Orleans, right on the Mississippi River there. Yeah, I mean Oprah Winfrey, Tara, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. big cast. And look, yeah. we talked about we talked about Brand's favorite movie. Uh, uh, um, Fox and the Hound. There. Fox and the Hound and Ron Clements and John Musker, yeah. animators on that film. They directed Emeril Lagasse plays an alligator in that movie. That's right, he does. Yes, very, very yes. odd. Yes. Speaking of New Orleans, yeah. yeah I mean, bam. Yep. Yeah, Ron Ron Clements and John Musker were also directors of um, the the a couple of couple of movies you guys have seen before, Little Mermaid and Aladdin. So they had some success, and they brought that back to Prince of the Frog, and definitely an underrated movie. Really underrated. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to watch that this weekend. 
Mm-hmm. Just because now I'm thinking about it now, I'm like, man. It's it's such a great movie. Really good. Sydney swears she's animated in one of the scenes of that movie. Oh, does she? Well, and <laughs> is I that, is, this, that prin- this, is that Princess Charlotte? <laughs> yeah, no. Because uh, no, because one of the street scenes, because she was in New Orleans and it uh she was in New Orleans at a time when they were filming it and they actually took actual scre- uh, street capture shots to animate and she was like we were walking and this guy was like they had a sign up that said anyone who walks down this street you know may be featured in a in an animated film and they were actually taking like clips of street walkers mm-hmm. she's like I'm in there somewhere so I'm like okay yeah sure you are did, wait sure did you, you just call your wife a street walker <laughs> she is a street walker she is a damn street walker I, I'm gonna start calling her Sydney LeBeauf Sydney LeBeau <laughs> Sydney LeBeauf uh, so no, uh, great film, great film. What about you, Tim? I'm gonna have to go with the original Rescuers. Oh yes, another I'm, New Orleans. I'm, I'm old school. Another New Orleans uh, uh, tie there. You got Ava Gabor, Bob Newhart. It's a great fucking movie. Before she slapped a cop. <laughs> yes. Or is that Zaja? Well, Zaja. <laughs> Zaja slapped a cop. Zaja <laughs> slapped right. a cop. <laughs> And it's before Bob Newhart went nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great film. Great film. Nine Old Men all over that one. Yeah. I remember watching this, uh, definitely watching this grow, growing up as one of the classic kind of Disney films as well. But I think I, I think I must have got it on its second uh, rendition. Oh, yeah. I definitely got it on its second rendition or on um, VHS because I remember the big plastic case with it. Yeah, me too. We, we, we watched it in school. Yeah. They used to have... Uh, movie day in school and it was always it's always seemed to be a, a Disney movie whether it was a, a Disney animated movie or a Disney nature movie it was always a Disney movie yeah no it's got a it's got a really wonderful cast uh, Bob Newhart Ava Gabor uh, Jim Jordan was in this as well he played Orville which was the albatross and then you know famously his cousin uh, John Candy well his cousin was uh, in Rescuers Down Under, that was John Candy, the albatross. <laughs> Budget seven point five million, box office mm-hmm. one hundred and sixty nine million. That's oh yeah, insane. Yeah. insane. It it was a it was a big success back in the day. I mean, nearly made a hundred million profit back in the you know that's that's no insane. it was it was a big success. It was totally underrated by fan base. I think it was I think it was out the box success and then it just totally disappeared because Dis- Disney back in the seventies didn't really have staying power that like the renaissance movies had well because back in the day they would release it on dvd right away or on on dvd (laughs) vhs on vhs right away and it would kind of stay in the public so you could always rent it at you know i'm dating again kids today um, you could rent it at Blockbuster. You could rent it at Hollywood Video. What's a What's a Blockbuster, Uncle Scotty? <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, but you, it was never put into the Disney Vault like some of the classics, like Bambi. Like Bambi went in the Disney Vault and it was yeah. never seen from again. And then all of a sudden it comes out and you're like, "Oh, we have to get Bambi." And yeah. they they kind of stopped doing that. The Rescuers nice. was one of those Trent movies that was always available. Trent's probably never seen the Rescuers though. Probably not. Awesome, awesome show tonight. Love the love the little uh, get to know us kind of segment here. So if you have if you have an answer to any of the, any of the questions we had on the show tonight, 
post them on the uh, when we when we release the show. You'll see the the actual uh, share that I that I put out to the show. Put it up there. Let us know your uh, favorite underrated Disney film. Let us know where you would like to uh, where you'd like to live in Disney World. What land you would like to most uh, live in? Because there's a lot to there's a lot to choose from. Did you guys have any uh, any qualms with that one? I, and I can tell you exactly where at least two of our hosts would want to live. <laughs> yeah, right. I I think I could pick those two. I would. I would say my second choice would probably have been somewhere in World Showcase. I, I like Morocco. Just It's kind of underrated, but it's, I'm a, it's I'm a, a Morocco beautiful, fan. It's a beautiful, beautiful pavilion. So I, like I, I, I want to see you belly dance in November. <laughs> yes, hey, please do. Give me enough Casa beer and it's done. All there right. you go. Challenge accepted. Thank you for all for joining us this week on Three Sheets of Mouse. If you enjoy the show, go over to iTunes. Late, let us know how we're doing. Rate, review, subscribe. Best way. Also, Brant. Where can they find you? You can find us at um, Facebook backslash groups backslash Whistling Disney or however you search for groups on Facebook. Whistling Disney, it's the only one out there. Pretty easy to find. Also, if you search anywhere you find your podcast, you can uh, search for Whistling Disney Podcast and find us there as well. We put out episodes, eh, you know, whenever we feel like it. Sporadically. You know, sporadically. But um, there'll be one out. Uh, we just did an episode that I think was pretty cool. We did a deluxe date night episode, and um, this will be following it up. And we'll have a part one and part two of that segment coming out. So check that out. We sure appreciate it. We're trying to get those episodes up to, I mean, our, our fan base up to a certain level. So Trenton comes on and pounds some beers or something like that. I don't know what the bet was, but but just uh, come come check us out. Tr- Trenton's fee is pretty high. Yeah, it's pretty right. high. Yeah, a couple couple beers, pounds a couple beers, and get it. But but you need to have some diet coke with those beers because <laughs> it gets and, you drunker faster. And, and if you're into bourbon, where else can they find you? Yes. Ah, uh, if they're into bourbon, um, you can find us at uh, B S E A. It's uh, on Facebook as the Bourbon Society of Enthusiasts and Addicts. So uh, the B-S-E-A. Check us out on Facebook. There's a group there. It's a closed group. Just ask to uh, be invited, and uh, we'll get you get you on there. Super, super secret. Yeah, super secret. Totally not a cult. Totally not totally a cult. cult. A little bit more exclusive, exclusive than the Whiskey Tribe. Uh, a lot more exclusive than the Whiskey Tribe. Yeah. Right. But uh, but also, if you want to find uh, Three Sheets over at uh, Facebook, that's facebook.com slash group slash Three Sheets. That's where you can join uh, Three Sheets Nation, become part of that. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, that's where kind of we've all gotten together and kind of joined forces. And uh, really, it, it's just a great place to hang out with fellow like-minded Disney uh, adults that that enjoy that part of the park that enjoy that it's not just all for kids it's also for adults too and I'll tell you what man did did magical meltdown come out with some amazing shirts this week okay what? so the the Rivera tequila shirt that just came out gotta oh, have that one gotta have gotta have it gotta have yeah some amazing shirts I just picked up get fuzzy I picked up a couple older des- older designs. I think we got a we got a basic witch coming, but whenever I saw this, uh, wait, prepared tequila. You, you ordered the basic witch. <laughs> I mean, Sydney got a basic witch. I may have got a basic witch. I don't know. You know, 
Brent, Brent, can can I order get fuzzy t-shirt? I'm still on the fence about this. Can I? In look, everybody listening knows what I look like. I can okay. barely grow yeah. peach fuzz. Here's the deal. I mean, you want to get fuzzy. You're you're, you're always trying. You're it's an attempt to get Listen, fuzzy. I've, I've seen I've seen Scott with some fuzz on his face. I, and we're we're talking about real fuzz, just barely enough fuzz to qualify for like eighth grade dance. Looks like a baby's ass, but you know. Yeah. It's fuzz. The, the shirt, the shirt doesn't say I have a three-month-old man beard. It says get fuzzy. You know, I mean, look, a, we're talking. It could like, be, be a wish list. It could yes, be exactly here, here in the now. <laughs> look, we're talking. Look, I promise you guys, I qualify after like three weeks as like eighth-grade dance. Listen, oh, if you're at if you're at Mildred has a beard, you can get one for her. Go, go over to Magical Meltdown, www.themagicalmeltdown.com. That's where you can find some great Disney t-shirts, awesome designs by our, our very own Mikey Wisenhunt. Uh, but also you can find some great glassware. Uh, we, we've all just received a bunch of glassware uh, from Magical Meltdown, some three sheets going cairns. Uh, so there's some uh, three sheets whiskey rocks glasses that are classic that go way back Way back to like episode like nine or ten or something like that, yeah. Uh, the three sheets logo. Those are old school style. Definitely get some of those if you ever want to make a mixed whiskey drink. That's the that's the glass you need. If you want to make a Manhattan, put it in that. If you want to make an old fashioned, put it in that. If you want to make a whiskey sour, why not put it in that? If you want to drink your whiskey straight, put it in that. Yeah, I'll drink whiskey straight at the bottle. <laughs> Do it there. There you go. Uh, but so go over to www.themagicalmeltdown.com. Great place to find your Disney, uh, your Disney three sheets fix. But like I said, if you want to really interact with us, head over to the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash three sheets. That's where you're going to really become part of three sheets nation. You're going to come hang out with us. If you have friends that love Disney, invite them. But Tim, if you're going to invite your friends, cause we have a lot of invites waiting in the queue. We do. Please, please, please. Make sure to tell them. Answer the questions. Yes. It's the one way we are assured you're not a bot or you're not a or you're not an Arabian prince trying to give us three million dollars in exchange for three thousand. Look, if you are a Nairobian prince and do want to give us three million dollars, we will accept that. But cashier's find our check. PayPal. Yeah, cashier's check, PayPal. Yeah. PayPal. It's on our it's on our link to, it's on our link on the Podbean. PayPal is your three million dollars. Um but it's also the way that we know that you understand what you're getting into. Because, Brant, let me tell you something. How much of your Facebook is three sheets? I could uh, do like Iva Suarez and just delete my shit on <laughs> a new Facebook and just have it all three sheets. And I'd be just yeah. as good. I'd be just as good. Because let me tell you something. This community is so strong, and I love our community. I love our Facebook group. And they, they will fill your feed with Disney magic. They really will. It's just it's a it's a great community of positivity. Look, anybody can say that they want to be positive about Disney parks and Disney stuff, blah, 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 blah. We are Disney positivity to the T. We, we support each other. We have a lot of fun. We will hockey fight, but at the end, I love you. And that's what this place is about. So if you have friends that want to join the show, make sure that they answer the questions. So if you invite them, just send them a little text or a, or a Facebook message. Say, hey, I invite you to Three Sheets. Don't forget to answer the questions. Yes, hey, fucker. Answer the questions and you won't get in. Yeah. I mean, we're at 941 members right now. 
I, I want to be at a thousand. So you got you got so let's you and the three sheets nation have some work to do. Go do your homework. So tonight, uh, Brent, give me some closing remarks. Well, I mean, I think we should officially start campaign one thousand for, for Tim, so we can get one thousand members into this there you go. into this group. So. We're gonna we're gonna drop campaign one thousand on them. Hashtag campaign one thousand. Hashtag campaign one thousand. Well, you know what? Even nine hundred and ninety nine. Yep. Ooh. There's and always then, room for one. There's always room for one more. Well, I'll 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 make a ghost host page, and he can be the one thousandth member. There you, you go. Know, if we can get yes. nine hundred ninety nine. Make but, uh, sure he barks the questions though. He will. Yeah. <laughs> he will. <laughs> yep. But uh, no closing remarks. Um. I mean, as always, I tell everybody, if you're listening to this, you can hear our voices. Um, I mean, not just mine, but these guys every week. Make sure you go to the Facebook page and, and become a member because that's where everything takes place. That's where the community's at. That's where the love happens, where everybody connects. Um, Sydney and I got to spend some time with Tim and Adam earlier tonight uh, just chatting it up, talking about November, talking about the sheet up. Um, which is awesome. First week in November, and it's happening. Marathon weekend. I know Adam's not here. He's the one that usually drops the plugs on, on, uh, on that. But, but first week in November, um, if you haven't already joined on, make sure you tell one of these guys as a host that you're going to be down there, so they can at least let you know what's going on. You can arrange to meet us somewhere for a drink to say hi. Uh, the Facebook group is is where the community is all at, where it kind of stems from. So. Join the Facebook group. Check it out. Make sure you to check out Whistling Disney as well, um, kind of for the couple's side of things with Sydney and I talking about a lot of things that relate to husband and wife or, or you know, whatever it is, couple-related, couple dates-related. Um, check that out. But, no, once again, man, thank you guys for, for letting me join in the conversation tonight. It was awesome. Um, Scott, thank you for throwing out these random thoughts for us to just come up with answers off the top of our head it was awesome i i enjoyed it thank you for having me if you are interested in and again adam's not here to do his spiel um if you are interested in the the sheeter meetup in november adam has a couple of spots left open for our beer garden i think there's like two or three spots left open that are i thought they were filled they might be filled they might so be filled. if you want to join us at beer garden message adam Tell them that you're on the waiting list. You want to be on the waiting list. You want to make sure you get on that before that closes up indefinitely. There's a few months left. We're coming up on uh, five months or uh, no, four oh, months. We're, we're, four uh, months. we're almost to three months. We're at four or something. Yeah, we're, we're I gotta, four and a half. I got to imagine if you don't, if, if, if we, ha- I know we have the reservations that are hard, hard set, but if you can't make those reservations and you're in the world, you, you're gonna run into us somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. So just let us know. I mean, main thing is get on the page. Let us know you're coming first week in November. Let us know you're there. Absolutely. It's, it's gonna be hard to miss 35 sheeters running around Walt Disney World. Uh, yeah. You yeah. Know with what? magical meltdown shirts on and nothing underneath. We're we're gonna make yes. it memorable. Uh, that that is to say the least. Uh, so Tim, give me some closing remarks tonight. I know. I think Brent pretty much said it all. I mean, just it's been an amazing ride so far. We're looking forward to what the next couple of months holds. October is our cruise meetup. Sheeters on the high seas. Yep. If you are, 
if you have not gotten on that cruise and you do want to, I don't. I don't know if there's any. Is there any there, rooms left? There may be a few rooms left, but do not delay. If you want to get on the she's on the high sea cruise, this is now the time. About about three and a half months is when they release those last minute rooms, and that's where you're going to find the best deal. So get over to Disney, uh, the Disney Cruise Line website, go check it out. Make sure you book that room because let me tell you something. Go back to episode 44. And check out my review of the Disney Cruise. It's a lot of fun. And it was fun with just my family. You meet a lot of fun people. But let me tell you something. If you're going to be on the Disney Cruise with a bunch of cheaters, let me tap into my 21-year-old self here. It's going to be lit. Well, you know what? We're going to a, 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 a Bermuda Cruise with an actual Bermudan. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to actually Bermuda and go into Bermuda. So it's going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely go over to uh, Disney Cruise Line. Check it out. Get on the Shooters on the High Seas. Tim, when's that When's that trip going on? It's October 4th to the 9th. From New York City to Bermuda. So definitely get over there. Go check out Disney Cruise. DisneyCruise.Disney.Go.com. Check it out. Make sure you get on that get on that cruise if you really want to there's a few rooms left i'm checking the availability right now there is a few rooms left make sure you get them if you want to be on that cruise but also if you're going to be on that cruise message adam tim and mikey there are going to be going on that cruise as well it's going to be a wonderful time so tim last comments before we go i don't know you know what i i never want summer to go quickly I love. I live for the warm weather, but I'm stop, excited for st- October and November. No, stop saying this because I do love the warm weather too. I do too. I really do. But I'm excited for October and November because we have we have the cruise, and then November we have the big sheet up where there's thirty some odd of us gonna be in the world at the same time. I don't know. That sounds like a band to me. I mean, it's gonna be fun. Thirty thirty sheeters in Disney World. Somebody's getting a band. Uh, let's try not to have anyone climb the pyramid. Let's try not to, but... <laughs> From all of us here at Three Sheets of the Mouse and Whistling Disney, thank you for making our show part of your life. Thank you for your time, this time, and until next time, so long for just a while. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you.